Welcome, friends, this fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time. I'm Father Ron, breaking open the word here at the God Minute. And before we begin this morning, I got to tell you about this woman. She rushes into her house one morning and says to her husband, Sam, pack up your bags. I won the lottery. And Sam says, wonderful, honey. Should I pack for warm weather or cold? And she says, it doesn't matter as long as you're out of the house by noon. <laughs> okay, so that warms us up to hear the word of God, does it not? <laughs> anyway, thank you. Uh, thanks for joining us today. This is the gospel today from the fourth chapter of Luke. And it goes, it's verse 21 and on. And it goes like this. Where are we? Fourth chapter. Oh, here we go. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on Jesus. And then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the words that came from the mouth of Jesus. And then he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, but he was sent to none of them except to a widow, a Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, but none of them was cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When the people heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove Jesus out of town, led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. Talk about cancel culture. My God. And I thought our situation today is bad. You don't like what someone says, you cancel them. You know, you put something hateful on social media. But here... 2,000 years ago, no Twitter, no Facebook as weapons. They didn't like what Jesus said. They decided to kill him by throwing him off a high cliff. Wow, a tough group. I guess angry tweets today aren't so bad after all. But isn't it odd? I mean, the, you heard the gospel. The group of people in the synagogue that were initially impressed and thought Jesus amazing and wonderful hearing his words, and then the next minute filled with fury and anger and wanting to kill Jesus, all in the same homily or whatever. I mean, what was so bad and repulsive that Jesus said to inspire such anger and vitriol. And you know what it was? It's the same thing that threads through so much of the teaching of Jesus. You 
are not the most important. That was it. A teaching and a theme Jesus preaches time and time again. Your life is not about you. The path of the spiritual life is all about recognizing and living your life from this one truth, that Jesus Christ is the center, my Lord and Savior. That's the truth. He is the one who sits on the throne of my life, to which everything else bows and serves. That's what we desire as disciples. And that's what our spiritual life is all about, making that happen. And that's a hard pill to swallow, isn't it? I mean, we live in a culture that tells us just the opposite of what we heard. Our culture says, you're number one. You are the only person who will take care of you. You deserve that new car. You know, no one will take care of it. Abortion, it's not selfish, it's for your own good. Get the divorce. Eat the second helping. Alcohol is good, it relaxes you. This is your time. And on and on and on. Everything trying to keep us sitting at the top of our life. And that, in essence, is what these people in the synagogue listening to Jesus understood about themselves. That they were the chosen people. They were above all else and favored by God. And then Jesus steps up and basically says, you've got it wrong. The message of Jesus is our promise that the movement and the presence of God in a person's life is not earned. It's not because of their stature or color, or sexual preference, or piety, or wealth, or the zip code you live in, the movement and the presence of God acting within comes to those who are bowed to the one who sits on the throne, whose hearts ache in desire to be with their God no matter who you are. It reminds me of another piece of scripture where Jesus, you remember this, where Jesus is talking to religious figures who are hypocrites and like these in the synagogue, thinking they were privileged and special in the eyes of God simply because of their titles. And frustrated with their attitude, Jesus says, do you, or something like this, that do you not know that sinners and prostitutes will enter the kingdom of God before you? <laughs> that wasn't taken really well by the group. 
it was another time they tried to throw him off the cliff, as it were. <laughs> but don't we do the same thing? I mean, maybe it's not as egregious or blatant, but don't we just assume that we'll get to heaven before, say, Osama bin Laden or Kim Jong-un or Hitler? That we'll be rewarded for living a somewhat virtuous life and saying our prayers and, you know, doing what's asked? That there is a reward in such living? I, I guess. But I, I just figured even the desire to live that kind of life is gift. You know, that I'm living in a country where I can worship freely and be blessed to have been taught the faith. To have healthy working eyes that I can gaze upon the blessed sacrament and bow and worship in adoration. That all of that and so much more has been given to me as gift and continues to be offered, you know, so that I can truly live my life in a way that recognizes I am blessed and that God himself sits on the throne of my life despite the many times, the times that I tried to climb up there and sit myself. <laughs> well, <clears throat> folks, nobody likes to be called on the carpet, <laughs> least of all me. But maybe today, this fourth Sunday of Advent, or <laughs> this fourth Sunday of Ordinary Time, we're being challenged to maybe to step back a little bit as we begin this new week in front of us, to just, before we get there, just to step back, to take a breath, and just assess where you are in your spiritual life, in the path that you're walking. Is it leading to Jesus, to his blessed mother, to a life of discipleship? Is Jesus on the throne of your life? That's the question. If not, let's not kill the messenger like they tried to do. Let's listen to his words. Let's take a breath to reassess and invite the messenger in to remind us of his message. You are not the most important. Amen to that. And thank you, friends, for being with me this morning, for breaking open the word. God's blessing and peace upon you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Mm -hmm.